I'm Ted Mann, and this is how you sell without selling out. Rogers that. Hi, I'm Rogers Healy, and welcome to Rogers That, a podcast dedicated to selling without selling out. And today we have somebody that I admire, somebody that has found a way to go and make us old people feel like kids again. Uh, he partnered with his family, his sons, his co-founders. My buddy Ted Mann is the founder of a company called Collects. As of now, October 2023, 20, they have over a million users active. They have over a million cards per day getting uploaded to their platform which creates a marketplace, but most importantly, it makes us feel like a kid. He's a multiple time founder. He is a New Jersey's uh, native son. He is my friend, Ted Mann, the founder of Collects. Ted, thanks for coming today. Thanks for having me on Rogers. I'm super psyched. Long overdue. So who is, Ted, who is Ted Mann? Tell us, maybe give us the backstory as to what made you who you are. You have a incredible pedigree from having companies that have exited, working as a journalist, obviously a father, a husband, a Phillies fan, an Eagles fan, but what, what got you here today? So um, I, I, uh, I started my career as a journalist. Um, I was a writer and editor for many years and then made the, the leap into entrepreneurship uh, with my first startup, SnipSnap, which was about 12 years ago. Um, and I feel like all my best startup ideas have been sort of born out of uh, just, a, you know, getting, getting, getting frustrated or, or having a personal problem and, and wanting a way to solve it. Um, and so in that case, it was like, I think I was like right at your life stage, Rogers. I had like young, young kids, babies, and I was going to the 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 the, the babies are us and bye bye baby every weekend and getting yelled at by my wife every time I would go there and forget to bring a coupon, and so I wanted to wait and not forget the coupons. Um, so started uh, this app that basically allowed you to take a picture of a physical coupon, turn it into a mobile coupon, and always have your coupons when you would show up at the uh, the baby store, and. Uh, um, you know, like so many things that like it didn't really, you know, start out as a full blown app. I just kind of started doing it in, in my personal life, but it turned out to be a pretty good business. From there, I ran a couple other companies, uh, uh, software as a service businesses, licensing, um, image recognition, visual search. Um, and, uh, you know, eventually, uh, you know, found my way back to uh, my first love. Uh, my, I guess when I was when I was like ten years old, my first sort of entrepreneurial experience of uh, buying and selling trading cards. I grew up in New Jersey, um, where and I still live in New Jersey, um, northern New Jersey, right outside New York. So my team was the '86 Mets uh, for sure. Um, so when I was like, you know, I think I was around nine or ten when they uh, when they won the World Series, I loaded up early in the year on on Mets cards and managed to flip. I made about two hundred bucks, I think, on the schoolyard. That was the first money I ever made um, selling trading cards. Um, and I would just sort of go around and figure out which of my friends liked which player. And then I would, I would, I would market the cards and sell to those friends. Um, you know, I'd say, oh, you know, you really like, um, you know, um, you know, uh, you, you really like Daryl Strawberry. So, so uh, I'd, I'd kind of, you know, figure that out. And I'd take my $1 Daryl Strawberry card and sell it for five bucks to that guy. Um, I couldn't really get, make more than like five bucks a card at that point because nobody had any, and the kids had any money, but I would sort of try to, try to max out and get as much as I could. Well, so, and I, I had no, no concept, I think when I first started of, of what the cards are actually worth. So you mentioned Greg Jeffries, like, so after the Mets one, I still was a Mets fan. And then they, they got the Greg Jeffries, I forgot if it was a year or two later. And I thought he was going to be amazing. I thought he was like going to be the second coming. So I, uh. I gathered together every card I had to try to like load up on Greg Jeffries cards. 
And I even <laughs> took one of my dad's cards from his collection, like a Mickey Mantle. I think I embezzled from my brother as well. I think I took some of his like P. Rose cards and I sold them all to get these Greg Jeffries cards, which um, seemed like a really smart move at the time. But maybe he would be the next Mickey Mantle, but yeah. I've never lived that down in my family. So, I mean, that was, I, I think my, my first experience, uh, at least when I told my dad what I'd done and he, you know, he didn't really get mad at me, but he, you know, I knew that I'd made a stupid trade and he was like, you know, let's just help you figure out what these things are worth. So he bought me a Beckett guide, taught me how to look up the values. My dad's actually always like he's sort of a lifelong collector as well, collects a whole bunch of different stuff. Um, and, and really good at, at, at appraising things. And this is, you know, long before eBay or, or other online tools. So he would, he just sort of taught me how to like, um, actually figure out what the things were, were genuinely worth and just, you know, said, I'm not going to go, <laughs> I'm not going to go unwind that trade for you, but I'm going to try to help you make sure that you don't make stupid trades in the future. I think I, when I got to high school, I think I, I put, a, put my cards all in a shoebox and they went down to the basement. Um, luckily I had no younger, I was the youngest, so I didn't have any other younger siblings to, to, to root through them. It took, took a few years until we, there were, you know, the next generation, um, to go pick over your stuff. Um, but I hadn't touched my cards again until, um, I would say the pandemic, uh, my, my boys were starting to get to the age where they were really into trading cards. My son was like about, my son, my middle son, Charlie was about nine and my younger son, Gus, um, was, was like six. And they both got really, really into trading cards. Initially, they were obsessed with Pokemon cards. And they were um, having many of the same problems that I had when I was their age. Um, my, you know, Charlie would, would end up, you know, trading away a, a, a Charizard for, for, for a card that's not worth anything. And then he'd get really mad and be like, oh, what have I done? And you have to help me get that card back. And I, you know, I told him the same thing my dad told me. He was just like, I'm not going to do that, but I'll, I'll teach you what you're how to figure out what your cards are worth. Um, and then my boys, you know, just got, you know, more and more into it. Um, and um, eventually I got really frustrated and tired <laughs> by them coming into my home office every day. I was still working at home then, um, asking me to look up cards on eBay and figure out the prices. And um, yeah, I was shocked that it's still, there weren't really any apps that we could use to find their cards. We tried a bunch, we tried every app we could find, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of what brought me back into the hobby a little bit is just, uh, just trying to help my kids out and trying to help them find a way to, to figure out what their cards are worth. And so I just wanted to solve Charlie's, um, card valuation problem. And so I, I basically built him a spreadsheet, um, which sounds really unexciting, but it was, um, I used a software called Airtable which is a, a cool spreadsheet app. And the reason why I, I picked that one is because they have a really great app and the app allows you amongst other things to take a picture and add it to your spreadsheet. And then um, you can actually like almost like, almost like build code in the spreadsheet where you can call an external function to look up, you know, something else. So I basically designed the air table so that Charlie could photograph the card and then it would do a, do a check against a digital search index, find the card, and then bring back the prices. So I'm like not an engineer by trade, but I've you know, worked with enough engineers. I was able to kind of whip this up in maybe not a weekend, but you know, a few weekends. I mean, I, I, I was also using it to kind of teach him a little bit of how this stuff works. Um, I, I, I think when he started photographing the Pokemon cards and he found the values and he did, you know, several thousand cards in, in a couple of days, 
And then he could go out and negotiate with his friends. And all of a sudden he had, he had like real knowledge. Like, so he could say confidently, no, this card's worth this and this card's worth this and this card's worth this. And all of a sudden he was, you know, he's kind of the smartest kid on the box. I think that's when he really kind of, it kind of clicked like, wow, if, if you actually, you know, you know, write, you know, build something to, 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 to make this better, that can really be a game changer. Um, and so, um, unfortunately for Charlie, then every other kid in the neighborhood started asking for the, for the spreadsheet. So I ended up like copying it. It doesn't actually lost his advantage pretty quickly. Yeah. Again, I wasn't thinking about this as a business yet. I was just trying to help Charlie. Um, but eventually I kind of, you know, kind of clicked like, wow, not only are these neighborhood kids asking me for this, for this, they, they, they called it an app. Um, but also their parents were asking me for it as well. Um, and so that's when I realized like maybe this would be a thing that like any collector would want and use. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I, did, I mean, I did a little more research and ultimately decided to, uh, to dive headfirst into, into building a business around it. So when we got cut off, you were talking about how now collects has over a million of uploads per day. Yeah. Million cards, actually million cards added to collections every day. Every single day. And, and, and so again, this is less than two years since you made it a real company mm-hmm. uh, and, and you have over a million users, a million cards per day. I mean, w- what does that feel like? And obviously what are the obstacles that come with it if, if there are any? Well, I mean, you know, first all, I'll just say, you know, going back to the, you know, the, the, the impetus for the app was, was being able to kind of do something with my kids. I love that part of it, right? It, that's the most gratifying part to me. Um, just being able to do something that that my kids can be involved with and and help in a way, and just you know, not just the inspiration, but they, you know, they they go to the card shows. They'll 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 do videos, and I get to you know use it to teach them not just about how to make money with cards, but also like how to build a business. And so I think they're hmm. learning a lot about that. Has it been fun working alongside each other? Like. You guys all get along? Are there any co-founder quarrels? With the boys? Yeah. Uh, yeah, mostly just like, you know, when, when, when uh, you know, if, 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 if one of them gets a, a pack of cards and the other one doesn't, then they start to get a little salty. So you got to mm. keep it equitable. Uh, yeah. My daughter, thankfully, doesn't give two craps about, about trading cards of any variety. I think maybe once upon a time she might have collected Pokemon cards. She, she does not care. But, uh, but yeah, the boys, uh, the only time they ever get, you know, upset or jealous with one another is, uh, is that. Wow. I don't think I've ever had them question, you know, any of the decisions I've made. I mean, yeah. there might have been a period early on where they where they were still really into Pokemon and they were like, oh, you got to have Pokemon, you got to have Pokemon. I remember we added Pokemon to the app. We started supporting. So we had like a bunch of sports like football, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, wrestling. Finally, we added Pokemon. And... And they started scanning all their Pokemon cards. And they realized like all their Pokemon cards are worth nothing. They're all worth mm. like a penny. They're like, this app sucks. <laughs> <laughs> then they switched to sports cards and they found value again. So they're good. So as long as they don't go big on Greg Jeffries. Um, yeah. I, I think they'll figure it out. So, so again, you're at a million cards a month or a million cards a day. You have over a million users. You've acquired company, you acquired companies to make your companies, you know, your company move faster. You've raised money. You're at a point too where you're, you know, you said you're not going to spike the ball, but you are the leader of the pack, which I think that comes with some stress as well, being a founder, knowing that, you know, people are trying to take you down or, or wait for you to, you know, make mistakes where they can take market share. But 
what does that look like just from a business owner's perspective? How, how you grow a software company, a SaaS company with your sons as a leader, as a founder? I mean, what, what kind of stress does that or what, you know, what kind of obstacles do you face on a consistent basis with the position that you're in? Well, I mean, fortunately, this isn't my first rodeo. So I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I, I, you know, I've been on the roller coaster before and I know there's just kind of ups and downs, sometimes multiple ups and downs in like a single day. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of how it is, but it, um, it definitely, you know, keeps you young, keeps you, uh, keeps you engaged. Um, you know, I think, you know, the day to day, I mean, we, you know, we have, you know, you know, there might be an engineering problem or there might be, um, you know, um, um, you know, so, uh, you know, a problem with, uh, HR or there might be a, a challenge on, the customer support side. So, you know, we run into those every day and I kind of like, you know, as an entrepreneur, I guess I, I really love solving those kinds of, of problems and riddles. Um, like, uh, I'll give you an intro. I'll give you one that's, so we, we were, um, we were looking at, um, so we, we launched a marketplace on collects. That's one of the ways that we're monetizing the app. Um, meaning users on the app, they scan a whole bunch of cards into their collection. The typical user will scan, over 260 cards into their collection, but many of them have thousands, tens of thousands of cards. And then what's next? Well, you naturally wanna maybe start doing deals with other people. You maybe wanna trade, maybe you wanna buy, sell, what have you. So we, uh, we saw this early and we decided to, uh, to, to build some functionality around that. And then we've now expanded that to the point where our users can do the full kind of, you know, you can check out, you can get shipping labels, tracking, buyer protection celebrate so we have all that stuff baked all right so the challenge with getting a marketplace going um is getting people to do that first transaction and it's 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 um i don't think we ever we ever doubted it was going to be hard but i think what we realized is that it's getting people over the hump of like putting down a credit card or making that first payment that's you know, there's a little bit of a, of, of a mental hurdle to get over there um, and, and trust as well. And so it takes a little bit of time to kind of kind of work up to that. So we've been working through how do you do that, right? And so we always knew that like promotions, credits, things like that, were going to be a part of the equation. And so early on, we started issuing promotional credits to users. And here's the thing that I, I didn't expect um, is that it turns out if you issue too much promotional credit to users, what do they do? They turn around, maybe they buy something, maybe they, they get a sale. And then they actually, if they have too much money on the, on the, on the, on, on the system, they cash out and then they stop doing deals. Really? And that's bad. That's not what we want, right? We want people kind of like invested into the system and kind of keeping it to, you know, as, as much as possible kind of, you, you know, you don't want to just like, you know, cash, you know, sell your whole collection and then just walk away. No, we want you to go and, and buy another card and do more deals. And so we, what we realized is um, this is one of the fun problems that we we're kind of like investigating last week. It was a little stressful because, you know, we're looking at all these people cashing out and like not staying active. And we're like, that sucks. Like, we don't want that. But then we realized if we do it in smaller increments rather than larger credits, if we give you just like little credits, that that is actually way more effective at, at, at retaining the user um, and getting them to do a follow-on transaction. 
how many active users do you guys have on a daily basis? On a daily basis, I think it's like 60, 65,000. Good Lord. I yeah. mean, is that, is that crazy? I mean, again, like the responsibility and the, you know, you've, you're a, a bonfire starter with people that, I mean, I'm assuming, I'm assuming the ages range from your son's age to our age to older. And it's people that, you know, the wake of your impact in the world of collecting has been insurmountable. But I mean, are there crazy stories you've heard about people going and finding their grandpa's box of cards that, you know, they upload to collects and it's a life changer? Have you had that kind of stuff yet? Well, we, we get tons of those people that, that, that like inherit a collection or they, um, or they, 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 they dig up something, but they're, um, those are actually a little more challenging as, as users because, um, they're, you, you, what you have to do is you have to actually like figure out a way to get them hopefully to become not just somebody who's like using collects to, to, to appraise the collection, hmm. but to actually go the next step and, and actually sell those cards, which is you know, it's not actually a trivial thing, right? Selling off thousands of cards is actually like, that's a, that's a, that's a job, right? You know, shipping and all that. Um, but also maybe getting those people to, to buy. So I think the ones that, the, you know, the user, the, the prototype of a user is, is both a, a, the ideal users, either a new collector, somebody just getting into it for the first time and collects is how they're kind of like learning the hobby or somebody that's getting back into it. And maybe they're getting up to speed on like, what is grading? What are all these modern parallels, right? And like learning all about that, that side of it. Um, mm. But I do think though, that's real. That's the fun part of this business um, is, is, you know, I mean, I saw it firsthand with my kids, but now I'm seeing it with all of these, all of our users is, you know, if you can create an on-ramp to the hobby and help people level up and learn more in the process. And, you know, maybe you're, the type of collector that loves building sets. Maybe you're the kind of person that loves like oddball stuff. Maybe you're somebody that like PCs a specific player, you know, but whatever your kind of collecting journey, figuring out what are the right tools, what are the right um, products that you might need to, 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 to accomplish that. Um, you know, you know, if you decide to go down like the grading path, you know, sort of like educating them, teaching them, showing them. And, you know, I mean, as a business, it's, 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 it's actually, it works, right? Cause there, there is, uh, I hope it doesn't sound, uh, um, too, too, uh, too jaded or, or opportunistic, but there's, there's, there's ways to make money at every, every step along that, that path. Wow. Has there been a card uploaded so far that you can't believe it's on your platform? I mean, I've seen Mickey, Mickey Mano rookie. I've not seen a bonus Wagner, but I've seen a bunch of Jordans. I, somebody just sent me a Jordan rookie today. It's like, no wonder if I want I, I do. I, I'm too cheap though. <laughs> to, to buy. What, what about the? Has it, do you know what the largest transaction that's happened yet? Um. So before we had the marketplace, which is relatively recent, yes, you know, the last three months, um, we did see deals getting negotiated on the platform. I have no way to know and validate if they actually happened at this level because we weren't taking the cash, but we saw deals in the tens of thousands. Oh my god. Um, um, we've, we've seen a few marketplace transactions so far that are in the single digit thousands. Wow. It's, it's most of the deals uh, uh, on collects, interestingly, are, are, are way lower end. They're not people selling million dollar cards They're people selling, you know, $2, $5, $10 cards. I just actually had a guy buy, I was surprised he bought 200 bucks worth of cards from me, but that was over, you know, 
I think like 12 or 13 cards. So um, well, that's probably better for the business though, because it's volume and it's keeping them engaged and, you know, alternative investing, which is a fancy term for people like me that buy John Lennon's hair or a Michael Jordan rookie. Uh, you know, I think that happened during COVID as well, which made me, you know, that much more excited about being your friend and being a part of the company is that really before COVID, it wasn't cool to buy stuff as an investment that wasn't real estate or, you know, oil and gas, stocks, et cetera. And then I think that what happened during COVID, honestly, a lot of things, but one of which is that people gravitated towards stuff that just made them feel like they were home and made them feel safe and special. And the stuff that you, you know, put in your shoebox under your bed when you were in high school, you open it back up and you remember that feeling of a Doc Gooden rookie card, or for me, my Mount Rushmore was Albert Bell, Mo Vaughn, Sammy Sosa, Charles Barkley, and Junior Seau. And everything that I, which again. I should be taking notes, man. I didn't know that that's your list. All right. Oh, no, we're it was. We're going to find really, some of those. And again, and most of them are worthless now other than maybe some Charles Barkley stuff. But just opening that up and just feeling like, I remember where I was when I got my, when I ripped my first King Griffey Jr. rookie card. I literally remember it 1989 or 90, was it 90 upper deck or 89, 90, the, 89? You know, yeah, 89 upper deck n- number one. And I remember when I got my Barry Larkin rookie and all these things. And then all of a sudden you realize, you know, you and I grew up in the era of overproducing cards, but what's happened now is it's it, everything has changed. And I think, again, it's going to shake up you know, in large part because of your, your collects and your company or your company and your brand people are literally gravitating towards things that are actually increasing in value insurmountably because of the amount of users like companies like collects. So um, that's gotta be, that's gotta be crazy. So what, as a collector uh, and as someone that was in this space initially, just because of the innocence of being a, a, a fan, is it making you more excited about being a collector or is the business getting you a little bit on the side of, you can't really intertwine? No, I, 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 I've definitely like as I've gotten back into it, what I'm searching for has has changed, of course, because I'm I'm older and I have you know just different issues now. But um, no, no longer in Mets territory. I'm now I'm now thoroughly moved to the Phillies, um, and I uh, I might get my kids are of course massive like Phillies fans. And, um, I'm actually gonna go to I don't know I don't want to date the podcast, but I'll be at the uh, NLCS game tonight, which you know, fingers crossed. Mm. Um, Congrats to the Phillies on the on, is it Game Seven? Game six. six. The Rangers are Game Seven. They they yeah. beat the Astros last night. So yeah, we're in uh, we're October of twenty three for all y'all that are. I am I am so rooting for the Rangers, man. I do not want to face the Astros again in the World Series. If it comes to that, man. Um, but yeah, it's 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 uh, so. I mean, uh, for me, I, I like lately. I have still been trying to like recollect like all those uh, eighty six Mets. I want to get all the 86 Mets rookies cards. I, I read a, a this summer. I, I read a book about the team and uh, called the bad guys won. I, I didn't, I, I, at the time I didn't realize how messed up they were. Um, but now I'm like, just like, you know, the, the nostalgia and uh, romantic side of me just wants to have all their rookie cards, but I'm also like collecting like some, uh, I've, I've really gotten to like vintage cards. Like, you know, like you have these like, um, uh, this is red man cards. I think these are great. They have like a little story on each of the cards. The tobacco cards. There's like, you know, there's like, you can get the little tabs on them. So that the, the, if you can collect all the tabs back then, you know, all caps. Wow. So I've been like collecting those and Bowman. Um, but, um, but I also love the, like, you know, the oddball stuff, you know, like I just randomly picked up this, like, you know, Jordan baseball card. Like I love finding these, yeah. you know, um, these cards too. Um, so, um, 
Yeah, but I, way, you know, I'm probably as much as anything, I'm helping my kids, and and they probably they probably steal, yeah, fifty to seventy five percent of whatever I buy. Well, um, that's okay. Every time I get a good car, like I just got like a Nick Castellanos, like PSA ten rookie card, and then mail the other day, and Charlie's like, nope, that's mine. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, that's awesome. So that'll lead into the next question. You know, what's it been like being business partners with your children? And what kind of advice would you give to people that are in a similar spot that want to start a business with their kids, whether the kids are younger, they're older? What's what's the one piece of advice you would give? Well, I, I mean, it doesn't sound silly, but I would just I would do it. Right? I mean, it's super gratifying to be able to kind of like show your kids what you do. I mean, we all do like take your kids to work day. But um, if there's if there's a way at all that you can sort of like, you know, you know, give your kid an internship or help them learn about what you do. Um, I mean, when they're old enough, my kids are just starting out to be old enough to really understand it a little. Um, it's 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 super gratifying. Right. I think it gives the kid more respect for you as a parent, as a professional. Um, but, you know, um, yeah, I mean, it, nothing has made me more proud than to have Charlie say that when he grows up, he wants to make apps. And I don't know if that's his journey for real, but like, it just, it feels, feels really good. And it, you know, it's really nice for him to have the confidence that comes with, uh, with having been a part of all this. It's awesome. So yeah, just listen to your kids, like, you know, pay attention to what they're interested in. And you know, if there's anything, any way at all that you can sort of help them nurture that side of them, um, do it. I, uh, I still want to find a way to do more of it for my kids. Like, you know, my, my youngest is, I was telling you at the beginning, really into football, really into football. I don't know Jack. I mean, I never played football. I mean, I played maybe for a year or two, but I don't really um, have a ton of experience, but um, <laughs> learning as much as I can and, and trying to get, get into it. Um, well, the good news is your, your team is the number one team in the NFL. And so, it's, it's easy to like the Eagles right now for sure. Um, yeah. But I mean, just like, you know, being able to kind of, you know, I mean, I'm not going to coach his football team, but if I can like, you know, help him learn more about football and, and whatever that is, whether it's, you know, playing Madden with him or, or helping him search for cool NFL trading cards. Um, you know, I just, I want to be able to do as much of that as possible. Yeah. Um, so there, there's another question too. So, who who's your number one like who's the one guy no matter what who, who is your charles barkley mine's charles barkley maybe albert bell mo vaughn who, who's the one that when you hear their name it makes you feel like a kid again um i i i always like ken griffey jr um you know i wasn't a mariners fan per se but but he was he was definitely one of the guys that i loved collecting back then like 89 90 um and you know, I mean, like I said, all the all the Mets, the is Dwight Gooden, Daryl Strawberry, all those guys. Um, so I have, they're not worth a whole lot, but I have a whole whole box now full. I've been buying every one I can see on collects, <laughs> like every variation of the Dwight Gooden cards that there is. Wow. So ten years down the road, collects is you know somebody buys it for a billion dollars, and your wife says you have to go buy one card. That is your reward to yourself for making this company such a successful company and making all this money. What's the card you're buying? Well, you want me. You, you want me to give you an, an answer for a really expensive card. No, no. It could be. I mean, it could be again a Doc Gooden error I mean, card. I was going, if I was going to go in and invest in a card, I'd probably get like I'd probably get back that Mickey Mantle rookie card and 
you know, give it to my dad. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You pull a Charlie and a Gus and then take it back. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, would, that would probably be it, yeah. Okay, last question. When, when you think about the legacy- That's an expensive card. My son held that card at the National. I think, I think the PSA 8 sold for like $12 million, like so. Oh, through Heritage in Dallas. Her, yeah. Heritage, Heritage sold the card. Yeah, I, I, their office is randomly here, and we went in for a meeting for yeah, two they, minutes. They, they, yeah, they were the ones that let Charlie hold it. And it was like, I mean, so yeah, I, Xbox would have to sell for a billion for for me to ever like be in that ballpark. Well, let's let's make it happen. So, last question: When you and I think this is something you'll appreciate when you think about legacy and and, and again what you're instilling in your children and your friends and the the millions of people that are using your app and the millions of cards per day. What's the legacy you want to leave behind as a leader, as a multiple founder? as a father, as a husband, what does that look like to you? I mean, for, for, for me, I think the, the vision for Collects has, has definitely evolved. Um, so for, the, for, the, for, for this business, I mean, more than anything, I would love for it to just be um, become something in the hobby that, that helps everybody level up, like that helps everybody grow as a collector, learn more. Um, so it's, you know, yes, it, it, it is marketplace, I guess, you know, as a, as, that's the way we generate revenue, but I think all of the other things that we can do around that, um, like we, I think I've told you about collects AI or like, you know, um, our, our AI that, that, that basically chat that like helps you, like teaches you about cards and helps you figure out what to buy, what to sell, what, to, you know, how to, how to do better. I want to imbue the app with more and more things like that. Then just professionally, like put aside the app. I mean, I just want to do that in my personal life, right? I mean, the people that I work with, I have a bunch of folks that I've, I've been fortunate to work with for some of them now over a decade. Um, I engineer products and marketing. I just, I, I hope, you know, if, uh, you know, when I have uh, left this mortal coil, at least, you know, these people will say, Ted helped me to, to get better, to advance in my career, to, to, to level up professionally. Um, mm. And if I can, um, you know, if I can, yeah, if I can, if you're I, doing I can it, man. my legacy, it feels weird to say it that way. Well, but you're, you're doing it. That's, and that's, I, I that's, guess that's really what I'd, I'd like to have accomplished. You're doing it and you're doing it with your children and you're doing it with all the people that are part of your community. And again, your wake is so widely felt. Um, I'm a fan. And, and again, it's been it's been so fun being a user and, and a, you know, a, a supporter and a follower of it. Uh, how, how do we go and support you? How do we go? Somebody's watching right now that maybe knows where their sports cards are, their, their Pokemon cards, and they want to become a user. What's the, what's the call to action? So Collects is a totally free app on iPhone and Android. Um, you can go download the app today, um, scan a whole bunch of cards. Um, and uh, if you want, you can also follow us on all our social media channels. So, Collects is uh, pretty big on like TikTok and Instagram, YouTube, so on. Um, so you can follow us there as well. Um, and if yeah, if you want to follow me too, uh, I'm on Twitter as Turkey Monkey. Oh, long story. That's for another podcast. Yeah, fair um, enough. And uh, you know, and, and, and probably some of the other, other social channels. I love it. Well, man, I'm, I'm grateful to be your friend, and I'm glad we got to do this and, and share a little bit about the story. But Collects, C O L L X, is the app. Um, it's the movement, a million cards a day as of October 23. By the time this airs, I'm sure it'll be a way larger number. Uh, that Mickey Mantle rookie card, Heritage, watch out. You've got a future buyer for you. Um, and it's, <laughs> it's my friend, Ted. So 
thanks for joining us and for sharing your story and for all that you do for all of us to make sure that we maintain being a kid at heart, no matter how old you are. Thank you so much for having me on, Rogers. It's great. Yeah. Great to have you as a friend and, and a partner in all this. Yeah.